0: Dear Taylor, I don't know what the hell they're doing outside, but they're city workers or something. And I had to go through the alley to get to my house. It was annoying. So much freaking crap keeps piling on. And I already get extra depressed in the summertime. Because I know that everyone is out having fun and enjoying the weather. And there are people that are swimming every day. And I can't find the time to just put my feet in a a body of water. Oh man, I tell you what so since I last talked to you I met my boyfriend's friends and it was so difficult I haven't been and it should have been easy it should have been so easy he had uh, like a barbecue at his house and they drove down and they were nice and they it was six people There were six people in his house that I'd never met before. It should have it was his three friends and their significant others and it should have been easy. And it was the most difficult thing I've ever done. I couldn't really talk. I couldn't make eye contact. I couldn't focus on what they were saying. I think I almost cried a few times. And, you know, I was thinking about how I haven't been invited to something the last time that I was invited to something. I was seeing someone, and it was the last New Year's before I got sober, so it was three, four years ago. And it was a New Year's party, and his his best friend's house and his best friend's girlfriend hated me. And half the people there wanted to punch me in the face. And that was fun. I tell you what, before that, um, I think it was a couple of years before that I got invited by a female friend of mine to go to one of her guy friends' houses because she wanted me to sleep with them. That was it. She was just trying to hook us up. It was great. Really appreciated being invited to a house for that. And I don't really remember before that. So, yeah, I don't. I I don't do intimate settings like that, and it was scary. It was really, really scary, and afterwards I just yelled and screamed and cried and wanted to run. I wanted to run so bad, because that is the instinct thing for me. When I'm in a tough situation, I just run, but I didn't. I I was good. I felt like I had been a spaz the entire time, and I really hate That I wasn't more personable, but I don't know how to interact with people anymore that aren't my kids, or their friends, or my dad, or my grandma, (laughs) or my boyfriend. Like, that's the end of the list. (laughs) So that was awful, and I'm still dwelling on that. He has to go to, one of them is getting married, and he has to go to their wedding, and I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't go, I can't go to that. I don't want him to go to that. I'm horrified, and I, I don't know what to do. And I know I'm st- being stupid and irrational, but I, that's that's where my crazy brain is right now. And I feel like a monster. And I feel so broken. <laughs> I tried to make an appointment with my therapist right afterwards, and that office completely screwed everything up. Got rid of my original appointment and set up the new appointment for like July sixth, and she. I swear to God, she said July 5th, but their office, of course, was closed on July 5th and observation of the Fourth of July. So I went and no one was there. And then, you know, since she got rid of my original appointment to move it up, and she didn't just leave the original appointment there, so I had I have to wait even longer, and I haven't been to see him yet. And I'm I'm feeling very needy when it comes to that, and I don't I don't know I don't like it but he's like the only person I talk to. I don't, I don't think that he thinks that I'm crazy. Um, I think he just recognizes that I don't have anyone to talk to about anything. And when I go to the appointments, I don't feel like it's so much a therapy session as much as just getting to have someone to talk to. And, you know, I don't have a friend to talk to and bounce ideas off of and get feedback from. So I have a therapist and it's great. I guess that's just how I live my life now daughter's not doing good. And I don't know what to do. She's a teenager now and she's lost and she's confused and this isn't about her and if I ever choose to tell her about this I don't want her to think that I'm gonna talk about her business so I'm not gonna talk about it. But raising a teenager is so hard because you want to do everything you can to help and you can't fix everything, and it sucks. And I just I just cry over it sometimes. And she's really not doing good at all. So that's a pretty constant thing, uh, theme that's been going on this summer. Um, I've been working more with my younger daughter because she, um, I'm, you know, 95% sure she's on the autism spectrum. She's She's just a little different, and she's beautiful, but, you know, some people just don't know how to handle her. Um, I've been checking out this YouTuber called Paige Leal. She is so intelligent and well-spoken, and she has autism, and she just... Watching her videos has really helped me understand how to handle my younger daughter more, and I'm really grateful for that channel. If you know anyone who is autistic or... If you are just curious and want to learn more, go check her out. Paige Layal, I think it's L A Y L E. She got famous on TikTok and then she moved over to YouTube. She lives in Canada. She's very well spoken and knowledgeable about everything that has to do with her everyday life. And she's she's in her early twenties, so you know, it still is semi relatable for, you know, teenagers and stuff. Raising kids is so tough. We've been doing vacations this summer, and it's been really nice. I think that it is one of my favorite things about me and my boyfriend, because he takes us places. I mean, obviously, I help pay for things and everything. We both are taking the children places, and it's not something I've ever really been able to do or felt like I could do safely, you know? Like, what would a single mother do taking her children you know, to a different town. That's not safe. So we've been doing that, and we have had a lot of fun. Until last weekend, we went to the zoo in St. Louis, and we went to the park, and we went to the art museum, and I lost my phone. And I cried because all of my pictures of the girls on that phone are gone now. And I had to close my bank account and I had to go talk to my bank and I've been emailing back and forth with several different account places that I had and that's just been a stressful nightmare. And we've also been looking at houses to move because apparently I think I have enough time for that. Because what else are you going to do when you've been working mandatory overtime for over a year and like you don't have enough time to spend the money that you are obligated to make because you have to work. I wish I had gotten that, like, giant unemployment. I took a year off from work one time. I did not get extra money. (laughs) I barely survived, but I was getting sober, so it was kind of necessary. Something that I know I haven't really talked about is knitting. I don't know if Chris actually listens to this, but, you know, it's going to give away who I am, but it's fine. So I've been working on dyeing yarn and getting better at that. And that is so much fun. Dying yarn is so much fun. Knitting is so much fun. I haven't really been playing guitar lately, because it hurts. And it's been really hard to find time to do things for myself. Which is not me trying to complain about having a boyfriend, because I haven't had one for over five years. But how, how do people find time for things? I think that's like my biggest rant. How do people find time for things? How do you go to the dentist and take your children to the dentist? What is it every six months? Or is it every year? How do you find time to do that? And also the eye doctor and also regular checkups with your doctor and just everything else. Like I keep making appointments for things. I'm going to go get my hair cut next month and it will be the first time I've set up an appointment and gone and gotten my haircut And I don't I don't know how long I think how old's my younger daughter possibly in like seven or eight years this is gonna be my first haircut in seven or eight years because who has time to make an appointment during regular business hours to go and get their haircut I don't I I don't <laughs> is that is that a dumb thing I feel like I'm not functioning properly I don't have a regular doctor because I don't have time to find someone, and what would I even go and say? I don't feel like I'm dying, so, you know, I don't have one. And I, but, it, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, everyone's got a doctor. How do I not have a doctor? Well, I have a gynecologist. You, you know, if I get hit by a car, you just, you just call her, because she's the only person that has my medical records. It's fine. Everything's fine. <sighs> how do you do this? How do normal people do this? And then I think about how, like, I used to drink, and I think about the people that are still drinking. How, how do you find time for that? And a full-time job, so that you can pay all your bills. I mean, I know that not everyone that drinks pays all their bills, but, like, I'm paying my bills, but I'll be damned if I can find time to take me and the girls to get our teeth cleaned, get new glasses, and, you know, do all the things and not be exhausted. I need to take the cats to the vet. Are you guys having this struggle? I'm having this struggle. Ugh. So we've been looking at houses and this last house we looked at, I knew that I knew the realtor tied to the house, but I didn't think I was going to see him because we're working with a realtor that is not him. Um, I did not ever want to see or speak to this human ever again because he's just a, a, a shitty person. He's just a shitty person. You ever meet those people that are so dependent on who they know to represent who they are? It's one of those. There's a whole bunch of other stuff, but it's it's drama and it doesn't matter. Um, so I ran out ran ran out of... ran into him as we were leaving looking at that house, which I didn't like, by the way. There was no ground floor bathroom. Like, what house you have to go up to where the bedrooms are to get to the bathroom no I'm good not for that price so that's a no and then we ran out into him out still what is wrong with my brain then we ran into him as we were leaving and my boyfriend like knows that I don't get along with this person he knows why I don't get along with this person so I just acted like I didn't know him didn't say hi to him didn't look at him He treated me the same and that's fine. He can do that. But I was just so mad and I'm still frustrated because we haven't told anyone really other than like our parents that we've been looking at houses and I've really liked it that way. A big part of my life now is this, nobody knows what I do or what I'm doing and I have really grown to like that because every single person that I made friends with has left me Or disappointed me. Or taken advantage of me in some way. And I'm sure that if you ask any or all of them, it has all been my fault for some reason or another. And yeah, I'm lonely as hell and I miss having people around, but not those people. And I don't need those people knowing I'm looking at houses. So that was frustrating. And then today, I had to go to the bank to close that account. And I ran into this lady that I kind of used to drink with back in the day, but we just had similar circles. We were never really super close, and she asked me how I've been, what I've been up to, blah blah blah, and uh, she's friends with a lot of people that I really don't get along with, and I was just like, oh, I've been good, just, what did I say? I told her, I've been living under a rock, because if you don't talk to anyone, then you can't get disappointed. I think I said something like that, and She took it, she thought that made perfect sense. But now I feel like she's gonna go say something to people about how I had to close my account because my phone was stolen, because I went on a family vacation with my new boyfriend because being with someone for as long as I have, it's it's still new because no one knows. And I know I shouldn't worry so much about people and what they think about me, but you know, you try living this solitary of a life. You let me know how that works out for you. It's hard to face... I know that I can keep myself busy enough, like right now I could just go downstairs and clean my whole house and take a nice long shower and then my boyfriend would get home and we'd be good, but I'm really trying to learn how to face myself and that's hard. I don't feel like I'm doing very good because I'm crying a lot, but I also feel like it means I'm doing better because I'm letting myself cry and I'm feeling the emotions that go with crying instead of just going through the routine I had an adult beverage while we were in St. Louis, which I do let myself do. I know that, you know, if you're an AA and stuff, it's straight sobriety. You can't imbibe at all. Uh, I do not attend AA, and I make my own rules for my own sobriety and my own life. I have one beverage whenever I feel that I am at a comfortable point with myself and that I can. One of the main reasons why my boyfriend and I chose to go to the hotel bar after the girls went to bed was because it's, I think that it's important to, uh, because my older daughter, you know, she's a teenager. She can watch my younger daughter. We were in the hotel still. We didn't leave the building. But I think that it's important to see that we as adults have relationships too. I've been obsessing over being supermom for so long and I've cut myself off from so many people to just focus on them. And I feel like it's really hindered certain things. And I think it's important to set the example of having a balanced life. And I want want to talk at some point, I want to have a whole episode about just balance as soon as I get a better grasp on it, honestly. Um, But we chose, we agreed to do that uh, the last night that we were in St. Louis because We wanted them to see that yes, the entire weekend revolved around them and going to all these places and having all these great experiences, but then we did also take time out for each other and we took time out for our relationship while also on this vacation. So we did. I had some type of sour beer. It was passion fruit, I think. It was really good. I liked it. We played chess, which if anyone asks, I won. Just don't worry about it. I won. It was a good weekend besides my phone getting stolen. Not that anyone's tried to contact me on it. I'm sure I haven't missed anything other than the bank calling me, but I already went and talked to them. It's weird how time moves now. Like, not hearing from people and them not noticing that you're not around. It's strange. I've been having a lot of thoughts in my brain all the time, and I think... The next time I go see my therapist, I'm just going to talk to him about starting some kind of medication, at least so I can sleep at night, because most nights I've been taking Benadryl before bed, because I don't don't know what to do. I can't sleep. I'm worried about moving, because I feel like I'm just slowly dying in this house. I'm suffocating. I can't do any of the things I want to do. There's not enough space. It's always a mess. There's no storage, and I'm worried about the girls all the time, and... My brain just doesn't just doesn't turn off anymore. And I have no one to bounce ideas off of or to check up on me, which is hard. And I wish that I could just contact people I used to be close to and just reconnect with them, but you know, most of the people that I was ever friends with, I was friends with because I drank with them or got high with them or skipped school with them or... They were friends with some abusive boyfriend I had back in the day. I never worked on my own relationships with people. Uh, Growing up, my mother made me definitely follow that whole, you know, girls are raised to find a partner thing. And that is a hard thing to kick. And then she skewed it way out of proportion and that was a tough thing to kick too. And I don't know what to do. And I owe my boyfriend so freaking much because I takes so much shit out on him and then I just cry and he gets it and even when he doesn't get get it he knows that I'm going through something I don't like hit him or anything I know I I I just mean like I have moments and I yell a lot but I'm not like yelling him I'm not belittling him I'm not hitting him I'm not I'm just my volume goes up and I just start spazzing out about things in his general direction if that makes any sense do you do that? You ever just spaz out on someone? I don't know. I'm wondering how Taylor's doing. And I I don't really have any way to get a hold of her, to check on her. Her Facebook hasn't done anything. That number doesn't do anything But she left me. And I don't have anyone else to catch up with. So that's cool, I guess. I know that it doesn't seem important. You know anyone that I ever was friends with before they they always tell me I need to get comfortable being alone, and I should stay home and i don't I don't need to worry about friends so much, but looking back i don't none- none of them had any of those problems. they always had a friend around or a person that they could talk to, and they never had to be alone for more than you know a day here or there and even then. You know, they had people they could get a hold of that cared about them. I know that my solitude isn't quite the same since I started seeing someone. But it's it's still there in the in-between moments. Like right now, he's at soccer practice and I'm at home alone. And it's fine now because it's not going to last that long. But you know, before I met him, it was days. Whenever I didn't have the girls, it was whole weekends by myself. Is this how other people live? Are there other people that are like this? It doesn't seem normal. And I've had uh, one or two people reach out to me and say, like, hey, I'm around if you ever want to hang out, which has been thoughtful, but pity DMs on Facebook aren't the same as having people around that you've built up memories with and things. I don't know. Maybe eventually. I keep thinking if I'm- once I move- I can try to have like knit nights at my house or something, but I don't really know anyone in the area that does any kind of crafting, so I don't know if that'll work. Does my voice make you tired? My voice makes me tired. I'm I'm tired of myself now. <laughs> Maybe that's why I have no friends. I even bore myself. Anyways, if you're listening, get a hold of me. There's an email address and a phone number listed in the show notes. Please share that we're here. If you don't want to share this particular episode, I don't blame you. It was just about me, and I'm pretty sure my life's pretty boring. But if you could just get the word around that there is a podcast about someone who had a traumatic childhood that wants to reach other people that have had traumatic childhoods, it would be very appreciated. I think that there needs to be more awareness that we exist in the world. We're not just a segment in a story. And I hope you're doing good. Don't forget to brush your teeth and eat vegetables. (laughs) That's what I always tell my daughter's friends. And drink water. It's important too. If you need me, I'm right here. Take care of yourself. Today, I'm going to end the episode with Sunday Morning Smile by none other than the amazing Frank Watkinson. Check him out on YouTube, Spotify. Sends some funds his way, he deserves it. He's the nicest old man in the whole world.
1: Life yeah. is yeah. yeah.